Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Five seven FM, the fan, twelve fifty AM, and the free radio.com app. Beat it by yes, Michael Jackson. Lord. I got a cousin who, uh, any wedding that this comes on, the whole dance floor clears, and this dude does a very, very interesting rendition of a beat it dance. We by used Michael to have Jackson. a cat that worked here named Eric Hammy. He can do a Michael Jackson to a T. One of the few white dudes that I know that can do Michael Jackson. Yeah, I can just listen to it. He can do the it. whole hat thing. No. He no, can do the hat. No. When he had, Michael Jackson had the black hat. And the, hat. Little, and the, the little, little yeah gun that he has with the finger yeah, pointed he, down. He can do the whole thing, like, for real. I'm much better at the Ray J uh, R&B classic grab. The grab and pull. Because every R&B song, you reach out, grab it back in. Okay. That's, the, that's what it does. You bring, bring it in, yes. bring it back down. Okay. Now we'll bring in. Ryan McDonough, Radio.com Sports NBA Insider, here on the Wendy's Big Show, brought to you by the new gas-powered Sprinter from Mercedes-Benz Vans, as all of our insiders are here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Former NBA GM, now on the Radio.com app with us here on the Wendy's Big Show. Ryan McDonough, appreciate the time today. Billy and Gary, thanks for having me on, guys. I know it's an uh, incredibly busy day for you, but how many... Uh... How many memories does this bring back? Because I can only imagine working the phones on a day like today. Hectic, but it has to be fun. It is fun. It, it, it's exhausting, obviously. You're trying to go through a bunch of different possibilities, looking at the other 29 teams around the league. And then a lot of times, as soon as you think you have it figured out, then the other teams in the league make a trade, and then that causes you to get together with your staff and, and kind of reevaluate. And I think we saw that process get started late on Tuesday night when the four-team deal was announced between uh, Houston, Atlanta, Denver, and Minnesota. And then, uh, you know, some of the pieces in that deal ended up elsewhere. So uh, that's why it's challenging, guys. You, you can think you have everybody evaluated and think you've gone over every scenario and every contingency. But when the action, action starts, that puts other contingencies into play, and you have to be ready for all those. But uh, most importantly for your listeners in Milwaukee, uh, the Bucks are in a great position where they didn't have to do anything and uh, could just kind of sit back and, and watch it all. And uh, obviously at the end of the day, they decided not to make any moves this afternoon. Well, ultimately, you look at this. The biggest winners, I guess, in this uh, in, in this deadline is is it is it Miami or is it the Clippers? 
Those are the two teams that stand out to me. I, I think the L.A. Clippers adding Marcus Morris uh, really helped upgrade their roster. Um, you know, so there's an arms race with the Lakers in the Western Conference, as you guys know. The Lakers did not make a move today, and uh, not only bringing in Morris for the Clippers, but being able to do it with keeping some of your better young players like Landry Shamit, who the Knicks coveted, and Fiondo Kevin Gelly, the rookie big man out of Florida State. Uh, I think that's a win for the L.A. Clippers, and I think makes them the favorite to come out of the Western Conference. I thought they they were the favorite because of the talent and depth on the roster prior to the deadline, and I think they strengthened their position uh, at the deadline. And then Miami, as you mentioned, uh, adding Andre Iguodala, but it wasn't just the Iguodala part of it that, that I like, guys. It was moving off of some bad contracts and, and Deion Waiters and James Johnson, who are multi-year guys, and then also getting a player in Jay Crowder, who along with Iguodala can help them win. So anytime you can improve the current team and then add future flexibility, uh, I think of that as a clear win. And yes, yeah, so I, I have L.A. Clippers and the Miami Heat as my two big winners at the trade deadline today. With Ryan McDonough joining us here on 105.7 FM, the fan. You can hear him on the Radio.com app, uh, a part of Scals and Pals, the podcast right now on the Radio.com app. Great basketball talk with everything you need to hear on the NBA trade deadline. Ryan, Brian Scalabrini, and Kendrick Perkins. Just search Scal, S-C-A-L, to find that podcast wherever you find your podcast. Ryan, when you look at the deal with D'Angelo Russell and Andrew Wiggins, what team do you, Golden State or Minnesota, is the winner there? I really like it as a boomer bus change of scenery location for Golden State. Yeah, I, I think Golden State has the most potential upside, guys. So the, the, the million-dollar question that I don't have a good answer to is, how is Andrew Wiggins going to be as a warrior? We've all seen his high-end games. We see the talent when he scores 30 points and looks like an all-star, but I think we've all seen on a lot of nights that he's really non-existent and you have to check the box score to see what he did or if he had any impact on the game, which is obviously not what you want from a max-salaried player. So I, I think it's a gamble on Golden State's part as far as how he will fit alongside Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green when that group gets healthy. Uh, however, they did pick up another very good asset along with Wiggins. They got Minnesota's first-round pick in 2021. That pick is only protected to three. So that pick, along with Golden State's own pick this year, which is currently slotted at number one if the lottery were held today, uh, th- th- those two assets give them a lot of flexibility. So, um, you know, I-, I have questions about how Wiggins will look in a Warriors uniform, but I, I think there's also a-, a decent chance that, um, you know, when those guys get healthy next year that Wiggins is not in a Golden State uniform and that they use one or both of those picks along with Wiggins to bring in a better player uh, you know, who helps their core uh, compete for a championship next year. Hey, listen, uh, move on a little bit. The Bucks are playing the 76ers tonight, and, and it, the first time they played, the 76ers took it to them a little bit. And now all, all of a sudden we're hearing some rumblings in and out of the locker room with the 76ers. They're a very talented team. I I don't understand why they would have some sort of maybe they don't work well together inside their locker room when you have a veteran like Al Horford inside their locker room. Yeah, good question. I I just think the fit hasn't been great Uh, for whatever reason. Miami, excuse me, Philadelphia is the best home team in the league at twenty-two and two, but they've been really bad on the road. They're only nine and eighteen on the road, and obviously the game tonight is is in Milwaukee, and I'm sure the Bucks want to exact revenge after what happened on Christmas. 
so they're just a little funky guys. I mean, I, I like Philadelphia's size. I like their defensive ability. They have a top five defensive team, but offensively, they're close to the bottom third of the league, which uh, I don't think many people anticipated with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and Al Horford and Tobias Harris on that roster. So I, I think they need to figure that out somehow. The, the, the pieces are talented, but they may not fit as well as uh, some other contending teams, certainly not as well as the Bucks pieces are fitting. That's why I think tonight will be interesting. And if I had to guess, and I'm not saying this because I'm on with you guys on a radio show in Milwaukee, but uh, I think the Bucks will blow them out tonight. I, I really do. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with the Philadelphia 76ers, but it seems like on, on, on the court and in the locker room, or maybe both, uh, there's something off with Philadelphia when I've watched them play recently. So 31 games to go in, in that conversation we had with John Johnson of WIP just earlier today. I asked him, does it work then, or is it worth it to make a move at the head coach spot? Well, that's, that's a fair question. I mean, as an executive who uh, you know has been hired and fired in the league, I'm certainly sensitive to that. Right. Um, I think this offseason will be big for them guys, or I should say what happens the last third of the season and into the playoffs will determine what they do this offseason. I think if they flame out in the first round or if they're not competitive with a team like the Bucks or somebody better than them in the second round, I think there will be changes. And whether that starts with Brett Brown or even ends them uh, taking a more drastic measure by breaking up the duo of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, I think all of those things are in play because when we looked at the talent on the roster and looked at the Eastern Conference prior to the season, uh, most people, myself included, had Philadelphia and Milwaukee as the top two teams in the East. Milwaukee's been better than anticipated, and they had a phenomenal year last year, as you guys know. Uh, Philadelphia's been a lot worse. They've been one of the most disappointing teams in the league to me, and you know, currently they sit in the sixth seed, which is with their expectations and with their payroll structure and what they've been building for over a number of years, not what anybody in Philly had in mind prior to the season. I know, and you talk about it, staying in the East. I mean, you look at the Boston Celtics, and for a minute when they went and got Kyrie, they had all these draft picks. Most people thought they would have been the shoe in to maybe contend in the East. And I saw them play a little bit last night against, I believe, against Orlando. They struggled a little bit early, but they end up pulling away. What are your thoughts on the Celtics and, and their position in the East? I think they're good. I, I know they looked at adding some bigs today. Um, you, know, you know, they haven't fully replaced Al Horford, who we, we've talked about, who walked out the door to Philadelphia as a free agent. So I, I think that's the weakness on their team. Uh, the front line, you know, Ennis Cantor and, and Daniel Tice have done a solid job, but neither one of those guys is Horford. Uh, now, that being said, their chemistry is a lot better this year. Kemba Walker's had a big impact in the locker room and on the court as well. And their two young wings, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, have really improved. Tatum made the all-star team for the first time in the Eastern Conference. So uh, I like the talent. And, uh, guys, as I view the Eastern Conference as a whole, Mm -hmm. I think Milwaukee is way ahead of the pack, and then there's a gap. And I think the Celtics are in that second group uh, alongside Toronto and Miami. Uh, Indiana, I think, could be in that group as well, depending on how Victor Oladipo reintegrates into the lineup. And then I think, you know, if I were to rank the top six teams in the Eastern Conference, the way they're playing, I'd have Philadelphia a clear six at this point. uh, I'm a little surprised, honestly, guys, the Sixers didn't make a bigger move to try to upgrade the roster in a more significant fashion at the trade deadline. What does Iguodala then do for Miami? Does that does that put them farther ahead than everybody else? Are they in that next class as maybe in second? You know, I, I don't think he moves the needle that much, guys, at this point in his career. He certainly helps. He's, he's an intelligent 
a high IQ player who's obviously a good defender. Um, you know, I, I think he had fallen off a little bit the last couple of years in, in Golden State. Uh, he, keep in mind he's in his mid-30s, approaching his late 30s, and also keep in mind that he didn't have a training camp or a preseason or play in the first 50 games of the regular season this year. So uh, I think that, you know, he'll take some time to reintegrate, uh, you know, to, 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 to an NBA game, to the flow of a game. It's, it's not easy jumping in in the second half of the season when everybody else has been playing since September or October. But, um, you know, I, so I, I think he'll help them at some level, guys. But I, I don't think, you know, well, let me put it this way. This isn't the 2016 Finals MVP, Andre Iguodala, that the Miami Heat are getting. That, that was four mm-hmm. years ago, and he, he has slowed down a little bit since then. Uh, however, overall, I, I do think his, his basketball IQ and his defensive ability will help the, the Heat, especially against certain matchups. You know, I, 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 I'm a former NFL player, and I, and I just I just marvel at the NBA and basketball players because you, you just talked about it. No, no training camp, hand played, and it's a great place, and God is good when you can jump in and get a two-year, $30 million deal. I mean, that's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> well, I, I think to your listeners in Milwaukee, a lot of young kids are probably picking up basketballs right now and going, going to work out even though it's cold outside. But, yeah, yeah, that was a little bit surprising. I mean, Not grabbing know, pads. Wondered, yeah, people wondered around the league, like, is Iguodala hurting himself, you know, as far as his future market and his earnings and the fact that he got an extension. Uh, now, it is being reported as a two-year, $30 million extension. Okay. Uh, I think what's more likely, guys, is that it's a one-year $15 million extension. The second year of that extension, which would start start in the summer of 2021, is a team option, which uh, I'm almost certain the Miami Heat will decline that because uh, keep in mind, that's uh, I, I know the listeners in Milwaukee don't want to hear this, but that's potentially when Giannis is a free agent if he doesn't sign the big extension with the mm-hmm. Bucks this summer. Uh, but it's also a very deep and talented free agent class that could potentially include guys like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George from the LA Clippers as well. Former NBA exec, now Radio.com Sports NBA insider Ryan McDonough joining us here on the Wendy's Big Show. Ryan, you brought up the extension, the Supermax contract that's going to be floated out there to Giannis and offered to Giannis here after the season. Just from your standpoint, you're standing with the league and, and being in those front offices, do you believe the bird rights and the Supermax contract uh, has done what the NBA envisioned it would for small market teams? That's a great question. I, I honestly don't think it's had the impact that the league anticipated it would, and here's why. Um, I, I think there's so much money now, guys, as you know, when we, we look at Giannis and we're projecting a five-year, $250 million contract, which would be the biggest in NBA history, not only in terms of average annual salary, but also in terms of total dollars, um, but, but also looking at the fact that he could find, sign a four-year very good deal with another team that's, that's not quite $250 million, but uh, most of the difference, as you guys know, is in that fifth year, and if you project the salary cap will continue to go up, he could make up most or all of that money in year five somewhere else. So I, I, I think the league needs to find a way, especially for a player like Giannis, who's so unique and is so historically good, to make it even more beneficial financially. I'll almost make it to the point where it's not even a decision because it's so financially beneficial mm-hmm. to re-sign with your current team. Uh, now, all that being said, I, I think the Bucks are in a great spot. I think they've done everything right. Uh, John Horst has made the right moves in the front office. Mike Budenholzer's been the best coach in the NBA the last two years. Uh, they're on a 70-win pace, so there's nothing more Milwaukee can do, I think, other than uh, win in the playoffs, advance to the NBA Finals, and, and try to win a championship. And I think and hope that if the Bucks do that, that'll be good enough for Giannis to re-sign on the dotted line this upcoming summer. Doing post-games here for them on our station about the Bucks after each and every game, Ryan, they've exceeded my expectations even for the lofty ones that we had, and, and a lot of people in the city were only looking at the Eastern Conference Finals as, as that being the, the starting point, right? You, you have to get back at least to where you were last year and then win the NBA championship 
Through the first 50 games, have they exceeded the expectations you set for the Bucks? Yeah, they have. I mean, you know, as, as you know, we're coming off a season in which the Bucks won 60 games and had the best regular season record in the league and won the Eastern Conference uh, regular season title and then rolled through the Eastern Conference playoffs starting off 10-1. and one. Uh, Now, that being said, they, they've taken another step forward this year. And honestly, guys, with Malcolm Brogdon going out the door in free agency to Indiana, that was not something I anticipated. But it, it, it's a testament to, you know, starting with Giannis and Mike Budenholzer, but also Chris Middleton is having a tremendous year. As, as you guys know, he's one of the few players in NBA history has a chance to be a 50-40-90 guy when I'm talking about his percentages from the floor, from three-point range and the free-throw line. Not many guys in the history of the game have, have done that, and Middleton has a shot to do it. Uh, and then you look at the team, their, their advanced numbers are historically elite. Uh, they're number one or two in the league in offensive rating, defensive rating, pace, and net rating. Um, so, you know, I, I think it, it, fans in Milwaukee know this, but it, it is, I think, getting a little underreported nationally just as, as far as how good the Bucks are and how historically unique season uh, this is in Milwaukee. Only two teams in NBA history have won 70 games, and uh, right now if the Bucks keep playing this way, they're on pace to be just the third. Speaking of underrated or underreported, is is Giannis the best player in the NBA today? Yeah, he is. I, I think he'll run away with his second MVP this year. I, I don't know that it, it'll be unanimous, but it wouldn't surprise me if it were unanimous, given how well he's played, given how well the team has played. His raw numbers are off the charts. Or his advanced numbers are historically good. Uh, and, and for me, guys, he has the biggest impact in the league. It, it, talking about a two-way player, um, as you guys know, he's up there with Shaq as far as guys who score the most points in the paint over the last 20 or 25 years. And then uh, defensively, with his size and length and athleticism, he has a tremendous impact as well. So I, I think he'll run away with the MVP. And honestly, I think if you polled all 30 heads of basketball around the league and asked them who the player they'd most like to start their team with is with today, I, I think all 30 of them would stay, say Giannis Antetokounmpo. There he is. That's Ryan McDonough joining us here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, former GM, now host with our guy Brian Scalabrini on the Scal and Pals podcast. You can hear it on the Radio.com app. He's our Radio.com sports NBA insider, and he's joined us here recapping the NBA trade deadline, talking Bucks and Sixers with us on the fan. Ryan, appreciate the time today. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, Thank man. You. That's Ryan McDonough joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Is your passion outgrown your home? A Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. So that was an affirm yes. That was a firm yes. That was a very firm no, no yes. No wishy-washy about that. Favorite was when he said, yeah, you'll ask anybody else. They'll say yes, too. All 30 of them. <laughs> He was he was he was bought All into that, no doubt about it. No wish watching there. It's the Wendy's Big Show with Great Lakes Dragway Pick a Lane coming up next here on the fan after Bucks and Sixers tonight, the big battle out at Fiserv Forum. If you're heading down there, want to hear from me at 414-799-1250. I'll be on with the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, along with the Hall of Famer Sidney Moncrief. Still a lot to get to here on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.